So this week we uh, begin uh, a four-part uh, homily series uh, through Advent. Each of the priests will be preaching on uh, like a kind of a more focused uh, regimen for all of you. And we put uh, these sheets at the end of each pew so you can grab one on your way out. Uh, so you can have something to maybe pray over or maybe have a family discussion. Some starter questions there uh, for all of you. And the... Uh, I guess I'd like to read you something um, right now. And this, uh, you know, because we've had a, we're, we're starting a new liturgical year now for Sunday of Advent. This last year has been uh, pretty unexpected and uh, not altogether welcome. And uh, so uh, this puts a little bit in perspective, I think. Um, this is uh, an email that I received. Uh, this week from a gentleman by the name of Paul and I'll, I'll just I'll read it to you it's, it's real short uh, I'm 91 years old and have many things to be grateful for this Thanksgiving but one item stands out and it is St. Patrick uh, St. Patrick Church on Crane Road uh, when my son and I moved to Elgin from Westchester in the summer of 2019, where my wife and I lived uh, and raised a family since 1960, and we worshiped the Lord together at Divine Providence Parish. Uh, after she died, we, we, had, we moved, and I was sad. We loved the village and the church. My wife was always singing in the choir, and I was an usher on Sunday Masses. However, what I found at St. Patrick compensated me for what I had lost, and I'm grateful for all the help that I have received this difficult year from the priests and the hardworking deacons and the staff and the parishioners who have been so kind to me. The live streaming masses, the daily confessions, the weekly adorations, the weekly communion services in the parking lot on Saturday morning were helpful, especially since I can no longer attend mass. So I just want to thank God for you and to ask God to bless you. So I share that email with you because here's a guy who has lost a lot. His wife, his parish, his town, the familiarity of all those people, the things that he used to do for his church, his friends, and he's moved to a different place. That's a lot of change, that's a lot of loss. And this has been a year of loss, I think, for everybody. What we've experienced, whether we even recognize it or not, is a lot of isolation, a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear. I think everybody here could probably say that at some point in the last uh, six to nine months, they've been afraid, uh, they've been lonely, they've been anxious. I know I've experienced those things. And, and yet, in the midst of it, we're reminded from a surprising place that we have so much to be grateful for, so much to be thankful for, so much that allows us to feel as though Yes, in the midst of loss and fear and anxiety, 
there's, there are some things that we still have and some things that we're still going to get. On this first Sunday of Advent, the Lord is telling us to be awake, to watch, to rouse yourself to these beautiful gifts that are right in front of you. To see how much the Lord loves you and takes care of you in the midst of all these strange things. I had uh, Thanksgiving uh, this year, which I've never had Thanksgiving before, like hosting it. And usually we have like 60 people get together, like all my siblings and their kids and my parents. And, and it's like quite a thing. And uh, one of my brothers or sisters or my parents host. Well, this year we decided to kind of separate and do our isolated little events. And so I had um, my parents and one of my brothers and his family and sisters and hers and, uh, over. And it was different. And I, I said to my mom as we were sitting there, I said, I don't like this. I don't like this change. I don't like what this looks like or feels like. And it just, I feel sad. And she goes, well, at least we're here. At least we're together. She goes, I'm grateful because I didn't have to cook the turkey. You did. All right? And folks, let me tell you, uh, it was a 25-pound turkey that I got, which I didn't realize that was a lot. And, <laughs> and I said to my, my mom called to make sure I did it right. She goes, all right, what time are you going to put it in? And I said, I don't know. What does it need, like an hour? <laughs> so, all of a sudden, she's at the front door making, you know, she making sure I did it properly. But. And it was the, like the most exceptional turkey of all time. There's never been a better turkey for a Thanksgiving table than this one. And, and, and so yeah, to get together and do that, it was, and it was a lovely afternoon on Thursday, wasn't it? And, and yet, uh, I think of Paul sitting there uh, in this new place, probably with his son and his family and and yet, what is his heart telling him? Where's his heart at? Did we all feel a little bit different this year? Wondering, you know, when can we go back to the way it was? What is Christmas going to look like? That's the good question. I put up the, uh, I put up our Christmas tree already. Uh, I did it the day before Thanksgiving. It's our Thanksgiving tree. And, and uh, it's, it's a big tree. Somebody, one of, the, one of you lovely people uh, had a tree and were getting rid of it, so you gave it to us. And so it's like this 12-foot thing in our living room. And, and I, I put a thousand lights on it. And these, you know, crazy amount of ornaments. It's just beautiful. And I'm doing that. Um, and Father uh, Claydon walks in. And he just shakes his head. And he goes, I'm not looking at that tree until Christmas. <laughs> and what a Scrooge, right? <laughs> What's that all about? <laughs> I caught him looking at it, by the way. So it's all talk. But these are the traditions, right? We get together, we have our family, we eat together, we, we just 
bask in each other's presence and the gift that we are to each other. Um, you know, we'll put trees up and listen to music and we have all of our traditions. These traditions make us feel as though we belong somewhere. That this tradition that we celebrate as a family is a reminder that I am part of this family and I'm loved here and, and I, I belong here and, and these are the things that we do to help remind each other that there's always a home for you and me. See, in, in, the, in the readings today, Israel is in exile. They're away from home. And they're lonely. And they're afraid. And they're anxious. When, is it, when are we ever going to get to go back to the way it was? And in that midst of fear and anxiety, they're, they're praising God because He's always been there for them and He's always going to be. And then even though they're sinful people, as they say, that the Lord is their Father and He has made a home for them. Even in the midst of their exile, He's still with them and He still loves them. And wherever He is, that is their true home. And that they, who had no grace, still had the hope of that life. We have received that gift of grace so that we can be that for each other which we are called to be, which are brothers and sisters in the Lord, sons and daughters of a loving Father, that we do have our traditions and we do have a family and we do have a place to be where we are loved and we know that there is always a place at the table for us. So wake up. Rouse yourself. Yes, things are challenging. Yes, we feel isolated. Yes, to all these emotions that we and Paul share with all of humanity. But we have a Father who loves us and even in this moment is giving us that love and life through this Mass and through this sacrament and through this family so that we can go out and be that for each other which we need each other to be, especially now. To be Christ for someone. To alleviate someone's anxiety. To calm someone's fear. To share in a brother and sister's isolation and loneliness and remind them that they are part of a family that loves them. We all know someone who needs us right now to take care of them and to calm them and to comfort them and to love them and to be Jesus for them. And you have that within you to offer and to give through your family, through your traditions, through, through, the, through the people that you are. Even in the midst of changing and challenging times, we know that the Lord is in it and He's working it to the good and we are part of that good as long as we stay close to the best gift He's given to us and that is Jesus Use these four weeks of preparation to remind yourself of how important you are in the lives of the people around you and what the Lord is asking you to do. These, these four weeks where we are challenged to study a little bit more, pray a little bit more, go to confession, make yourself right with the Lord. Maybe... Uh, tend to that relationship with Jesus that might need a little bit of attention. And tend to the relationships 
that you have with your brothers and sisters in the Lord. Don't let resentments or grudges build up. Let the Lord bring healing and calm and peace to those relationships. We've all got a lot of work to do, so wake up, rouse yourself uh, to the beauty of this family uh, that we're all of us. Find a place at the table where we're loved. You know, don't be like Father Claytor. Don't be a Scrooge. <laughs> Rather, be a saint. <laughs>